0: This week in League, a new dance called the Pew 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 is taking over the world.
2: The NRL pulls the plug on Greg Bird's Matthew Mitchum impersonations.
0: Must be finals time. The North Queensland Cowboys are whinging about conspiracies.
2: And we preview all of the action for week two of the 2014 NRL Final Series.
0: All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 172 of This Week in League on that. And I'm Glenn. Okay, our uh, feedback this week. Well, first first thing I want to mention is the fuck I've been I haven't talked to you about it off Oh, air. here
2: we go. Now we are going to fucking spring. Oh, totally, oh, on.
0: No, no, no. no we just had a conversation about bulbous penises
2: and people yeah, leaving the house with their penises out, et Yeah. Yeah,
0: this is not this is not this is, well, it's t- tangentially on the subject of cocks. Okay. Todd Greenberg. Oh yeah. Did you fucking listen to that song? I did. Oh, that was fucking great! Oh. I thought it was so good. Like, I fucking have it. I can, I can listen to it in my head. Like, it actually like there's catchy bits that fucking just jump. You know, once a dog, always a dog. Like, fucking brilliant! So good. I mean, just yeah, and and not just because it's based I'm, on one of my fucking daily sledges to Todd Greenberg.
2: Look, it's good work. I'm just not as impressed or as as you are. <laughs> just basically.
0: Let me tell you, there's more coming. There's more fucking coming Excellent Because obviously You know I've, I've got the guitar skills But not the singing skills And so there's a lot of Fucking ideas That I've wanted to implement That I haven't had the ability To vocally Well, Now That ability has presented itself I you
2: haven't Put my vocal talents to the test
0: Because you fucking refuse To I fucking put some In front of you And you refuse to sing it Yeah that's true So what am I going to do I've got to go Somewhere You know Who's going to sing it Well I'm not going to sing Any song that's praising Manly And uh At Woody Solo on Twitter Fucking sensational I'm going to close the show With the song It's so good but oh my god people send it directly to Todd Greenberg that boy can cry himself to sleep I bet he's not I mean when you hear a fucking it's such a great song and as, as someone as someone you know who loves the acoustic style of music like yourself Glenn you've just touched your fucking deep inside
2: <laughs> I'd like to uh, hang out with Woody Solo after a few bourbons Mate, whilst he had his guitar and oh, then, I'd love oh.
0: I'd love to I'd, I'd love to have him fucking bust out like a tiger's in decline song to the tune of fucking you know Mr. Jones or
2: something. Wow. <laughs> I would automatically, if that ever came to fruition, I would automatically pull the pin on this show. Yeah. You've
0: been warned. Yeah. That's, fucking... Got, do, not, got,
2: do not test me, Nathan. I've got a
0: far better Tigers in decline idea oh anyway. The tune, which I'm not going to reveal. One day, if it happens, it happens. <laughs>
2: Not rising up. <laughs>
0: That's just too late. We're lucky. flat
2: on the street. <laughs> we took our time Was to it? get the spoon, Instant.
1: Yeah.
0: Decline the over <laughs> uh, <laughs> Then I'd even come and okay,
2: <laughs> We're done.
0: client in down.
2: We are done.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's fucking tremendous. If you haven't heard it, it's going to be the end of the episode. And I'm at Woody Solo on Twitter. Follow the dude up. And um, if you're down in New South Wales, Around where was he he was playing like a, something like Shoalhaven on the weekend. He always puts up where he's playing and so when he he's doing these, you know, these these pub gigs, you know, the acoustic guy and the chilled Sunday sessions. Fucking request a dog greenback song. <laughs>
2: That'll go down a treat with the families. I said, so,
0: well I mean people will be like, Fuck it, this is reminiscence like kinda like it's got it starts off it's a little bit like the weight from the band, you know, like it's got a bit of that, but then it goes in this fucking what's well, a dog and it's catchy as fuck. It's a, it's, a, it's a smash hit, and I mean, I am already hearing whispers. I mean, I you know, I do know some music industry people, and I am hearing whispers of Aries and or Grammys as, uh, already. So, well done! It's uh, one of the one of the fucking my favorite things that's ever come about because of this show, hands down. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> All right, now not a lot of feedback this week, which is a good short show. Is a good job. Tall Hayden said, "Oh, by the way, cunts." You know, oh, way, to, way to start mate. way to get us on, way to get us on side. <laughs> where
2: do you think you're going to go with this where <laughs> how do you think this is going to pan out for you
0: it's the people that are the real fucking masochists that like they, they tweet us because they want to get beaten and then you know they listen to the show cocks out waiting for us to read that yeah. tweet and then <laughs> that's it Glenn fucking rail on me Glenn rail yeah, on me Glenn <laughs>
2: that's it get the cheese grater out <laughs> rub the
0: end of my cock across it but yeah by the way cunts Mike Goldman former Big Brother voiceover, became ground announcer at Seatown town Stadium. So it wasn't Centibet as you as uh, you, you sort of... Right. You hypothesized there last you week that it was him, but Sea uh, town so even, you know, even closer to home for you. Well, I, well, fuck, I didn't realize that was the case.
2: Yeah. And did someone say that he also had a stint at Manly?
0: Well, uh, maybe. I mean, it's possible. I mean, obviously, given the family connection. It's funny, I remember a video on YouTube that I saw... Uh, where it was um grant his father his brother and and mike at the 2008 grand final and they smuggled a megaphone in and so grant goldman's doing like the ground announcing thing from the fucking raft do, they go beaver and, and then Jesus. they're walking they're walking down you know you, you you're coming down in um in anz and you've got to walk around those big round fucking things and they're just doing the whole thing going you know 40 nil is like <laughs> doing the whole Jesus. thing grant goldman style is great so obnoxious if you're not a manly fan i'm sure um had a couple of people, including Uncensored Stephen uh, Hammers, sent this over about this uh, this young lady, uh, Twitter account at Alicia Busk. Apparently, well, the tweet that I've got the screenshot of here, you know, says it all. So Sunday night, I met three Broncos players at the Normby Hotel. They took me back to their clubhouse and fucked me in their gym. Hash loved it. What? <laughs> So, uh, she did have some other tweets where she would had screenshots of, you know, big fucking War and Peace-esque stuff that she'd written about, you know, meeting these guys at Nombi and and I believe, you know, Josh McGuire's a name that may have been bandied about. One of the guys, I don't know anything about the marital status of any of these Broncos players, but one of them has apparently got a girlfriend or a wife or something like that and she was kind of getting defensive about that. And I was so, like, yep. don't be defensive. I mean, you're, yeah, let's be real, you're a slut, but... I'm not going to fucking put it Nothing, in... Nothing, there's no lords against being, you know... Fucking him, a married dude, I mean... That's a bit it. Of cock. I, yeah, I dare say that's probably, you know... That's probably on him. If he's married and yeah. he wants to go in there... Exactly. I mean, look, honestly, when you're, going, when you're going in, like, to a group situation there where, you know, you're stirring a lot of porridge... I question, I've got to question the guys anyway involved, frankly. But... uh. <sighs> How yeah. do they get to the keys to the gym? My four ways, you, you know. know. The way I conceive of, you know, the a four way I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's three ladies and me, right? You know, not fucking teammates and, you know, fucking having sword fights with me, with my fucking teammates <laughs> after I've crashed out of the finals. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, you can follow her Twitter. I don't know if it's deleted or not. I didn't check it after, you know, after last night when it all started coming out. So. You know, it may be closed down by now. Maybe there's extra fucking spice on there. You got your phone? Fucking have a look, see if she's added anything else to the story while we're talking about it. What's her Twitter? Alicia Busk, A L I C I A B U S K. Oh, fucking people will be
2: complaining about this.
0: This is worse than the fucking stock (laughs) take. And, well, you know, while Glenn's doing that, stock take time. Oh, good luck to her. She's got three followers. We've got three fucking... She's
2: got three followers. Let's yeah. see who they are. Are they Bronco's players?
0: Hammers, Uncensored <laughs> Steve, and probably Mup. <laughs> or Mup. Mup. Or Chapo's is Mup's other
2: account and Mup's other other account.
0: Mitch Dawes a bit of a sex pest. He'd probably be up for it. Shane is her first follower. Yeah, Roosters fan. What a surprise. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you don't know any of the followers? Nope. Oh, that's rude. All right. Did she add anything to the story after that one that I just read? Nah, that's it. Okay, well, useless bitch. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, on the stock-taking front, uh, judging by the amount of lanyards and stubby holders I have left sitting on the bench over there, there's three memberships left. Three. Wow. Now I, you know, we had the extra shipment of XL shirts coming in, so we're gonna have, we got surplus shirts, which is cool. So I'll do the final surplus. this final. Basically, we're going to sell these three memberships. Presumably, they're going to be XLs, although there are some larger sizes still available. So, once they're gone, that's it. They're fucking gone. And I guess at that point, then we can start thinking about, you know, offloading those extra shirts.
2: Yeah? Well, I guess, yeah, we're going to have to come up with a bit of a plan. Otherwise, they're going to be fairly uh, obsolete next year, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, do they have a the the shirts don't have a do they have a they don't have a year on them, do they? No, no, just formation. So, but yeah, next but year. Be, yeah, okay, cool. So um, so just keep that in mind if you know someone you know who uh, didn't get on the on the membership thing, but you know you might want to get a shirt. I mean, you know we'll probably you know throw those fuckers out for about twenty bucks, so you know twenty twenty five bucks I reckon. So there's going to be extra ones. I'll just get the complete sizing and everything once the XL shirts have gone out for the guys that are waiting on them. That kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, and if you're actually in Sydney and you, you've got an Excel shirt coming your way, make sure you ping us so, no, because I'll bring them down uh, on grand final weekend and so I'll be able to uh, throw them over to you guys in person. Now, um, Uncensored Steve again. Every time one of my tweets is actually read on this week in league, I get a sense there's something left unsaid, like Glenn hates me or something, dot, dot, dot. Hammers. <laughs> Judging by the reaction at the meetup last night, Sowie must be the new This weekend League mascot. He's gone hash pew pew pew. Water. Which is your chance to turn to Regale, regale <laughs> everyone with the story. I'll tell you. I, um, <clears throat> first thing, before we get into the story, the first thing that needs to be established is the country who have made the who, who you know, whose inactivity resulted in the cancellation of the official one. Sure did a massive disservice to themselves and it was
2: it was a fairly small yet rowdy group and uh cruisy, uh c j mup mad dog toto and hammers yep uh what a night what a night was had i um i got there as quick as i could I had a bit of a uh a full on day uh with nion being in hospital etc i uh Got Leo sorted in the afternoon, handed him to my mum, rushed out the door, got the train, hooked it into Hotel La, and there they were. Yep. Just you can, I saw, the first who was there?
0: Who I say Mup was there when you got there.
2: I saw Mup and he was I instantly recognised him, but he was much uglier in real life than I ever thought that he was, and um, it was clear that his little stint on television. There, there were several layers in the makeup. Chip there, there was
0: CGI fucking yeah. involved. <laughs> Jesus, who knew the Channel Ten roving like, reporters had CGI? That, he
2: dead set. He got the makeup artists from Lord of the Fucking Rings that make up the orcs. Yeah. They, yeah, he got them involved. Yeah, prior to going on TV, clearly, um, giving him up a bit of a hug because I felt so sorry for him. Anyway, so and proceeded to pump a few bourbons into me. And yep. uh, by the time the end of the Roosters Panthers game rolled around, we were getting a little bit rowdy and uh, having a bit of fun and a bit of, bit of a laugh. And then, see how, he's, uh, see how he's kicked the goal to tie it up. Yeah, sideline. And there's there's just there's six shooters everywhere. It was it was like With fucking South Central LA. Around. There was people pulling out their six shooters left, right and centre. Yeah. And uh, everyone was pew, pew, pewing and all around. The, the moment he kicked that fucking field goal, we just erupted and we were shooting each other pew, pew, pew pewing at the roof and pew pew, pew pewing at the TV and <laughs> it was it was it was
0: a thing of beauty it's a good magic moment and so yeah see, how, see how he's not he's not the mascot he's
2: definitely not going to be a mascot because you know he's still Jamie Soud
0: he's a cunt exactly. pew pew, pew <laughs> it's just <laughs> that that's the thing that will happen whenever alcohol and Penrith games are, uh, Absolutely. are, uh, are taking place at the same time check that out fuck I did see it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just talking about you, R-POP. Shh, now, Mitch EFC17, aka Tigers Mitch, handed foreign, seventh tackle gate, and now Sim suspended. Hash, Louis Karma, working a treat again. Absolutely. Facebook. Wasn't a lot of Twitter this week. Facebook. We uh, got some positive feedback on the uh, the, the meetup from cruising He said, Awesome night with some of the lads from Nation Brisbane. Great to meet and catch up with all y'all. CJ Mad Dog Matt and Toto see is at the next meetup lads. Yes, we definitely will.
2: And yeah, if I can encourage anyone um for for any future, if it was anything like that, fuck it was a laugh.
0: Yeah, and and I think that I think maybe we we don't make the mistake of a, you know, an official space thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. a place where you can, you know, jam a ton of people in no matter how many turn up. Yeah. And just do it that way. Which is, you know, a lesson we learned and a lesson that we're taking forward to Sydney. But we'll get to that later. Saguna. In Saguna. Saguna. Fellas, can you give me a shout out on the next episode? I'm getting married next weekend.
2: Oh, is he making that story up, Nathan?
0: I'd say he's making it up. <laughs> really? It's probably when his fucking real dog gets delivered. You could... <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: But can you imagine him? You know, the priest is there with the little pillow with the rings on it. Saguna yeah. just pulls it out of his hands and kicks it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I think he's either honeymooning or getting married up here because his next thing is by the way how far are you guys from the Gold Coast so uh, yeah well, actually, I actually might be does, going down to Gold Coast on Sunday too for comp. So he he's on his fucking
2: honeymoon
0: yeah he wants to fucking he obviously wants to it's like the old Prima Nocta thing you've seen Braveheart right I can't remember it, it was it's like the time. old the old lord thing you know with the, the, the lord of the village or whatever I had the, the, the right of Prima Nocta which is like the, the first night so it's like the, the lord of the village comes come down to the wedding, <laughs> and he gets the first crack at the I wife.
2: Don't, I don't like where this is headed. <laughs> um.
0: yeah. Considering
2: he's probably made up the whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, so... We're, yeah. Not, we're not too far from the Gold Coast, to answer your question.
0: But yeah, I mean, you know, a real doll, I mean, you know, the technology's looking great now. I mean, like, they can actually... They, Take they, a fleshlight. They look more realistic than Halle Berry, that's for sure. They act better. Matt Landrigan. The story... He's got an Oscar winner, Nathan. Yeah, I know, but hasn't she fucking declined, though? You want to talk about declines? Really? Fuck me. I haven't seen her recently. She's in that fucking Extant show. It's on what? Channel 10 or something. Some fucking... Got alien baby or something in her. She's an astronaut. You know, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's realistic. But um, <laughs> Anyway, I'll, she'll always be a Bond girl to me. Oh... She'll always be getting smashed from behind um, on the couch by Billy Bob. <laughs> to <me.
2: laughs> you just had to do it, didn't you? Just had to.
0: What can you say? I'm a film buff. <laughs> Matt Landrigan. There's a story. Matt Landrigan. Fucking he he had a he had a membership returned, and uh, got it back to him. And he and this this guy's wanted the membership more than anyone. The fucking you could feel the desire <laughs> for the membership, so. <laughs> He sends messages, I'm like, dude, you know, got the tracking number, it says it's on the way, you should be getting it in a couple of days, and he's like, right. Then he sends a message (laughs) to Facebook, pictures this if you will, 11.22am, posty rides past the house, drops off junk mail, sneers indifferently at me as I stand forlorn next to the mailbox, no package, another blow on what's already been a shitty morning, melanoma grows another couple of millimetres. Day does not improve. 1.10pm, I smash a stubby into my esky while loading the essentials for golf. I've reached an idea of my existence, silently questioned the reasons to go on as a single tear rolls down my cheek. Shit football team, indifferent family, unemployment. Glance around for a convenient way to end it all. Settle for broken stubby glass across the wrist. It seemed poetic somehow. One twelve pm I hear the postie bike again. Now consider murder-suicide. But but lo, he stops and delivers unto this poor sinner his twill membership package. Today you saved a life. Or a really serious cry for attention. (laughs) (laughs) And I threw some extra coolers in some of the, the old school ones I had lying around, just to just you know, because it do clearly you know he fucking wanted it so bad, you know, and he said, uh, "Thanks for the extra coolers, you cunt's are all right." <laughs> Have a great weekend. I'm off to break my membership cooler in. It's possibly the saddest thing I've ever heard. Matt Landrigan also, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't, know, you, I don't know how much, you, how, how often you read our Facebook uh, inbox. Always, oh, but he's he's the Aussiest guy alive. Like he'll reply to something and you'll go, "Thanks, Cobber." Well, oh, he is that's, literally that's, that's the Aussie in it. Since fucking Steve Irwin got fucking stitched up by the fucking stingray, he is the Aussiest guy alive now. Matt Landrigan, <laughs> crikey!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that was you're not the most, You're not known for your subtlety,
0: but that was brilliant. Email from one of the Mitch eye, the the oh, Broncos Which no, one? Uh, Doyle uh, Hey boys Heard some cunt waxing lyrical about Brett Stewart On this week's podcast And thought it was finally time I sent this story about the great man himself Around June or some shit last year Me and the boys were going to a mate's law cruise In Sydney Harbour The event kicked off and finished up at Cargo Bar That may mean, mean something to you guys Anyway when we arrived There were plenty of the Eagles boys Just chilling having a beer Checking out all the dumb cunt 18 to 25 year olds in onesies The theme was animal onesies Thought nothing of it. We go off on the cruise. Get fucking loose. I don't remember what time we got back, but seems like all the manly players are gone. Anyway, bust in to hang a piss, so I duck off to the men's. Whilst at the urinal letting go, I hear someone over my shoulder yell, Hey, it's you! I turn slightly mid-piss and notice it's Brett Stewart. At this point, Brett runs up to me and tackles slash hugs me whilst I'm still taking a piss at the urinal. He then repeats, It's you, mate. How you going? In my blind and shocked state, by this time the pissing had stopped, obviously, I don't know what to say. I responded, nah, mate, it's not me. Brett yells, nah, fuck off, it's you. Anyway, after a bit of drunk back and forth, Brett realizes that indeed, it's not me. Whilst washing our hands, Brett makes the connection that I'm one of the cunts from that animal shit. (laughs) And asked if there's any hot chicks I know and where we'd been. Anyway, long story short, five minutes later, Brett's on the middle in the middle of young uni girls buying drinks for the lot of them. Ends up tearing up the dance floor with some of the ladies and the rest is history. The only other manly player I could spot in the venue was Justin Horro, sitting quietly in the corner alone. <laughs> so in summary, went to a bar, got tackled whilst pissing by Brett Stewart. Snake ends up cutting loose on the dance floor, hanging out for some jailbait pussy. Seemed like a top bloke, just a loose cunt. <laughs>
2: Excellent story. Excellent My favourite part was Justin Horro sitting in the corner alone. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's probably doing a lot of these days, too, the way he's going this year. Now, um, function, members, we have decided, and with the aforementioned uh, Mitch Doyle, who uh, has helped facilitate some of this stuff, we've come to a decision. Sunday, October 5th, grand final day, we shall be jetting down into Sydney getting in there about ten thirty. We will then proceed to our hotel, which will be in the Surrey Hills area. At which point we'll proceed to El Loco on Fovo Street, Surrey Hills. And uh it is a it is a, a taqueria. A fucking what? Taco place. Yeah, well,
2: that's all we have to say, mate. Just saying, it's Fuck me dead. I ain't guess speaking French on the show.
0: Five dollar tacos. Plus some other awesome sounding shit like Cuban sandwiches and stuff, just the fucking amazing. Booze, all the rest of it. Attached, it's off the side of a pub, Excelsior, I believe, is the name. If you know what I'm saying, it opens at midday on Sunday, so midday sounds like a good idea when to kick it off. Uh, given the the grand final, what kicks off about seven o'clock these days, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. So, I reckon oh. we could easily spend fucking three hours getting on it and smashing tacos there. I'll tell you what. Yep. Depending on who's
2: participating in the grand final, yep. and who rocks up to the uh, to the meetup.
0: Yeah, we may not fucking and bother going to the home.
2: Depending <laughs> how the the afternoon rolls around, someone might end up with a free grand final ticket. Just saying, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It is
0: possible. And uh, I'm, like, yeah, I'm not going again. Fuck that! I fucking got Gotta go. go. Flight at nine o'clock. So they open at midday. We'll kick it off at midday. Um, now it's. I mean, it's it's apparently a fairly cruisy place. So, you know, a lot of space. And they, I did notice on their website though that they
2: Mitch Doyle's fucking head in there.
0: Well, they say they say that I should say it's not far from Central Station. It looks like it's only five minutes walk from Central. So, so people who want to kick on there, that's great. Do so. People who are going to the Grand Final, they should be running direct services from Central out to um, the Olympic Park Train Station. So you'd think they'd run fairly regularly. I wonder if they'll have TVs on to watch the Tigers in the Grand Final for the under twenties. They're gonna make it. Please. Place. they always do and then, they, then the players get into the fucking into the man shit in the yeah, NRL look, and get if it's legs. one
2: thing the Tigers do well it's
0: it's, it's the 20s it's, a, it's once
2: it, they get to first it, grade where the teach, problems teach, start
0: to teach children to play rugby league yeah. and then, yeah. and then they, what they don't do is they don't bulk them up though and then the biscuit leagues tend to become a problem <laughs>
2: in their first grade careers Mitchell Moses he's potentially got the greatest set of biscuit leagues. yeah, like yeah. He's, he's got a couple of scotch fingers running around under him he's got, he's,
0: he's got fucking potential fucking Michael Ennis written all over him too just for fucking germ.
2: Yeah, but he's that's all right. I like it. He's a young kid. <laughs> I
0: like because he's Tigers
2: jersey. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a young kid having to go. He's a little, little Aussie battler trying to make his way in a tough harsh world. It's a tough game. It's a man's game. He's trying to make his way.
1: <laughs>
0: now, um, we'd, so I think it's probably safer if we make a group booking. So we want to get ballpark kind of numbers. Um, I don't think it's going to be a hundred percent, you know, essential. But it's just to get an idea of who's coming. Make it easy for us to sort, rather than just like you know hitting us up on Twitter and going, "Yeah, I'm coming." We're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Fucking forget it. Ten minutes later, send an email to hello at thisweekinleague.com if you're coming, if you're thinking of coming. In the subject line of the email, put "el loco." That way, I can go, "Okay, cool." You'll have to do that. I'll follow them it's in. No, way too much you'll, work. you'll be there. I know that. I'm just going to okay. assume you're there. Whew. Making a group booking for two. Anyone else? <laughs> Anyone else is gravy. <laughs> but so yeah, if you want to join us for some uh, some tacos and cervezas or margaritas. Or bourbons, as your preference may be?
2: Tequilas? What if that didn't sell bourbon? I'll have to go next door. Just go tequilas? Sit on my own.
0: Just go tequilas. Oh,
2: by 12.15, I'll be on a stretcher.
0: they got some fucking tremendous sounding um, margaritas too. You'd fucking drink a margarita. Jesus. I mean, you won't drink beer. No. I'm you won't drink trying. wine. No. Unless you tip half a mountain and fill it up with lemonade. Correct. Maybe they'll make you a fucking cerveza shandy. <laughs> Maybe, we'll just,
2: maybe I'll just go next door and have a bourbon. Corona shandy. At midday.
0: But it's got like $5 tacos and the, and the sandwiches are like, you know, sort of 10 bucks It looks pretty pretty cheap way to smash a ton we, of food and a ton of drinks. What
2: time are we flying in? Maybe we could get some, uh, you know, make a day of it. Travellers. Get some travellers. Surely the cabbie won't mind. We'll get a, a generous
0: cabbie. Had a thought about this earlier. The idea would have been to get some duty-free, pick a domestic flight that flies out of the international terminal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, yeah, the cabbie on the air. I mean, well, you know, sure. There's bound to be a bottle over there, you know, reasonable. Yeah, unless someone wants to come pick us up from the airport and doesn't mind us drinking in their car. Fucking that would be the ultimate member right there. That would be almost member number one potential for next season. If you were to come and pick us up from the airport, have some travellers ready to go...
2: Oh, I don't expect him to pay for the travel. No, no we'll pay. We'll
0: pay for him. Just what a him. fucking surprise, Nathan! No, you
2: don't want to put your hand no, in your pocket. We'll,
0: we'll pay. We'll pay for him. No, I'm, I'm just saying. But lot of like, fucking stumps we'll call you just to just to, just to fucking grease it, just to, just to fucking to, to grease the wheels. Yeah, have them ready, and okay. we'll fucking, we'll fix you up for fucking yeah, you know, six or, or whatever. I've heard that
2: before, Nathan.
0: I've heard that. Before. So that would be sensational. The challenge is out there, but anyone who who wants to rock up, all are welcome. Not just members. If you listen to the show, we're very happy to meet you. Hello at thisweekinleague.com and uh, in the subject line put El Loco, just so we get a gauge for how many people are going to rock up and uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, usually on the day of the grand final, we have a shitty fucking like RSL or Leagues Club kind of meal. It's not a terrific way to start the day. I'm really looking forward to smashing the fuck out of some of these tacos and getting blind. That meal that we had at Manly
2: Leagues wasn't too bad? Was it? I don't, I, don't even, remember.
0: I don't even remember what the fuck I had. Maybe a schnitzel. This is Club stuff. I remember having to wait a fucking long time for it, and I was hungry because we were drinking on empty yeah. stomachs. Yeah. But uh, I'd I polished off three stubbies before we got our meal. Actually, I had a fucking great meal last year before the grand final. We went to like the Ivanhoe somewhere, just on the on the corso there, and uh, I think I had some fucking ribs or some sliders or something. No, oh, it, it was delicious. Yeah, that was actually great. But yeah, it's always good to line the stomach for a heavy day because you know, we're known for rocking up to A and Z blind. It's happened. And it's going to happen again this year. And then the people who couldn't make it or couldn't be fucked to go into El Loco, they're going to be pouring rums and bourbons and shit down our throats there. So you need to fortify the stomach for what's to come.
2: <laughs> Considering we've got a 9am flight the next morning. Yeah. That's going to be yeah,
0: interesting,
2: i got fucking 10. Are we going to the airport together? Yeah, you I was, can just fuck about for half an hour. I would say, I've
0: got a friend who's coming back from overseas on that at 9 o'clock, so... We may catch up for coffee before I fuck off, so we'll see. News. Okay, the uh, first story. Channel 9 Supremo, David Gingell, has thrown his support behind live Sunday afternoon NRL broadcasts from next season in a huge victory for long-suffering fans. Meaning, you know, Twitter really, because the bitch-fest is you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's interminable. But this is actually a bitch-fest that I support. Gingell will meet club chief executives this week to discuss next year's scheduling that is now likely to include a 4pm Sunday kickoff shown live into Channel 9 news. The lead in ratings to 9, six pm news Borden were the highest of the footy season last Sunday night after the live coverage of the Bulldogs vs. Storm semi final in Melbourne. As a footy tragic, I want live, son- live football on Sundays, Gingell said. Whilst fucking. Whilst, whilst never moving a fucking fingernail <laughs> towards live football on a Sunday in history of ever. I'll talk to the CEOs this week and to Dave Smith during the off season. Live is always better for viewership, and whatever makes rugby league better, I'm happy to look at. Really? I've got a fucking... I can make a list for you, Ginge. Where to start? Clearly, James Packer has smacked some sense into the man. Yeah. The problem for 9 is finding enough advertising opportunities in breaks in play. Well, they seem to have do-alright in Origin and anything else where it's live, right? Yeah. Sure, they're not as massive breaks... As they are in the delayed telecast, of, four you know four pm three. But still, I mean, after a try scored or you know saw an interesting uh, goal, interesting half-time.
2: thread today
0: uh, involving one of the Penrith
2: nerds and some other people that were silly enough to converse with Penrith nerds. Um, You're talking about the perm, right? The perm, yep, yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't perm better fucking show his face at this uh, taco thing too, just quietly. Even though we've met him before at the UFC a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, I tell you what,
2: the perm. Mm-hmm. You'd have to, you'd have to, you'd question the man's integrity and his character if you didn't rock up, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, I would i do it daily anyway, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I would definitely question, you know, what, what's he made of? He's coming from, where does he live now? Fucking Bondi? Bondi? Yeah. On the beach? Through a shunter, I mean, like I bet you How do you get like, the sand
0: out of the perm? Yeah.
2: Fuck, what's he doing? What was he thinking?
0: Moving to Bondi? He's a shunter in Bondi. It doesn't matter if he's at Bondi. I mean, he's just, the chance of going to the beach is the same as if he lived in fucking Ayers Rock.
1: True.
0: <laughs> he's yeah. I'll tell you. I'll hunt the perm down if he doesn't rock up. Look, it has I'm, to be
2: a meeting of the Penrith nerds.
0: Well, I'm expecting Shunner to fucking to wheel his way up there. Like, <laughs> if he can do it.
2: Have they got disabled access it's, at it's, your loco?
0: it's an excellent question. I hope oh,
2: he's out, I hope he's what's going to happen now? Where's oh look, Shunner's out the front. He can't get up the stairs. <laughs>
0: Well, Perm, so, Perm can turn up and just fucking sweep him off his feet and comes in and then the music. Doo, 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 doo.
1: And. Uh... <laughs> Shunter guard.
2: Oh, there's a Photoshop opportunity in that for you, Gregson. Get into it.
0: Remember that Trotter's Guard one? Yeah. Can... <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, so um, massive digression there, but but uh, the perm had an excellent idea, and he was talking about like pre-game shows and whatnot.
2: Yeah, right? like a yeah. lead-in, and and you know, there's advertising opportunities there as well, and just got to be creative with it. At the end of the day, it's a billion-dollar enterprise, you know. There's nothing
0: to say they couldn't move some of the footy show shit in the morning. Yeah. To lead into the game, and exactly. have like this block of like you know three four hours of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'd that, watch. That would work. Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking watch. I'd much prefer to watch it than I would Sunday morning because mm. Sunday morning often conflicts with you know UFCs and stuff. Exactly.
2: So, look, I'm sure I'm sure there's a way that they can make it work, and I'm just I don't understand how AFL can have a dedicated channel, but NRL can't.
0: That f- fucking annoy. That that is one of like, I get fucking ragey when I just think about that shit. Because that's I mean, it's fucked. It's
2: pretty pretty good negotiation on their part. How did the NRL not negotiate that? even after the fact yeah. like uh, yeah. where's, where's our fucking dedicated channel
0: yep yeah. yep
2: yeah. there's all the content in the world there
0: mate cause fucking AFL man that cunt's fucked <laughs> which one <laughs> that sport oh, I just and they just
2: uh oh, yeah. Did I tell you I ran third in an AFL tipping comp? <laughs> that tells me. And about
0: fourth last in the NRL one. <laughs> I, would, I would suggest that uh, that the favourites often won in AFL this year, <laughs> and there was a much more uh, yeah much no, less. I did pick a few upsets. I just don't have any emotional connection. Yeah, and that's Whereas true. In the like, NRL, you're tipping the Tigers, and you yeah. know they got like what three wins or how many wins they got this year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, that's uh, I'm I'm done with that story. Actually, that'll do. Um. Next one. The reigning Dick Smith NRL Auckland Nines champions, the North Queensland Cowboys, will take on some of the game's top teams in next year's competition. They'll play the Storm Panthers and Rabbitohs in their pool games and tournament, which will be played at Eden Park on January 31 and February first next year. So the draw and the pools are out. Uh, they're drawn today by the, uh, the NRL. And... Uh, including players such as uh, Trent Merrin, Nathan Peats, and some Jilaroo and Kiwi Fern players, uh, Maddie Studden and uh, Serena Fisso, along with uh, Dick Smith, electronic <laughs> CEO. Not Dick Smith himself. Oh. Nick, Nick Abood, the CEO. Dick Smith is probably not even a part of that company anymore. I don't know. I don't know either way. I, would I mean, it'd be it. nice,
2: to get, yeah. nice to get a bit of Dick involved.
0: Doesn't hurt, does it? No. <laughs> I
2: always like to get Dick involved. Yeah. I always like to see Dick involved.
0: Now they're gonna uh, the current women's rugby league Greatest world chain. champions, the Jillaroos, will play three nine per side matches against New Zealand's Kiwi Ferns at the event too. Nice. So you get a bit nice of international woman flavour in like. there, yeah. Live on Sky Television. There's not and, much uh, dick involved. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and Nines broadcast now. The uh, the quote is uh, the, the spirit of the Auckland Nines is to create an event that we can develop and grow, and the decision to include the women's teams was the next natural step. The uh, football operations manager of the NRL, Nathan McGurk, said. Their inclusion creates more games and provides longer breaks for all teams participating, as well as showcasing some of the best female players in the world. So, I like
2: how they're they're integrating like the women's mm. uh, rugby league, and also this new, the well, it's not so much new at the moment, but the touch footy initiative as well. Yep. And um, I like the extra work that they're doing on those. You know, not just focusing on the NRL and and development for the NRL like the, the touch footy side of, of things and also
0: developing the women's game as well it's, it's, yep. a, it's a nice touch yep and uh, now what they also did was that uh, people were given the unique opportunity to play a part in the tournament by choosing names for each of the four pools with the most popular choices being made the pool names and the choices showcase the diversity of Auckland region's most iconic visitor destinations the choices were I oh, fucking no, I don't speak Kiwi Rangitoto the island's famed volcanic, co- volcanic cone Oheki the home of the nation's wineries I thought that'd be more like Marlborough Piha, which represents a rugged west coast beach and, and the mass and, the- <laughs> <Yeah>. and Jakey <laughs> and, and fucking Uncle Bully <laughs> the-, <laughs> the, uh, the sexual deviant child molesting punching backs No, the Hunua Ranges, one of the nation's most famous bush areas. See, if I I mean, yeah, for me I would have been like Lord of the Rings, Jake the Mars. What else he in the court? Middle Earth. Fucking Middle Earth. Crowded house. Split (laughs) heads. Or Dave Dobbin, a foot foot, (laughs) flats The slice of heaven. white-bait fritters. Now, (laughs) so the draw in the pool, so we got in the first pool, we got the uh, Parramatta Manly Knights and Dragons. The second pool, Storm, Cowboys, Panthers, Rabbitohs. That might be the pool of death, really, but once again, in the nines, who fucking knows. Uh, the third pool, Roosters, Broncos, Bulldogs, Sharks, and the final one, Tigers, Warriors, Raiders, Titans. And honestly, that one, I mean, that could be, you know, in nines. You know, usually teams that aren't great at the 17 aside side game. I'll smash this
2: phone into your <laughs> face.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it um, looks like, you yeah, know, it's a great event, and uh, I'd love to get over there for the next one whether it happens or not some yeah the question a million one for me to get anywhere near it this is about as close I'm going to get to New Zealand for the nines let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> next story uh, Brett Morris has requested a release from the final year of his contract with St. George Illawarra to join Canterbury As a decision to allow the flyer to test his market value may backfire on the Dragons. Now, of course, this is the first story. There is a follow-up to it. The test winger wants to sign a long-term deal with the Bulldogs to join brother Josh, and his future is expected to be decided by Dragons coach Paul McGregor, who was appointed to the role full-time last month. It is understood Morris was last month encouraged to test his market worth by club management, which had suggested his contract, which is believed to be $450,000 a season, was above market value. When Brett Morris dangled the bait, he hooked a big catch with the Bulldogs prepared to reunite the Morris brothers by offering Brett a deal believed to be worth $600,000 a season over four years. Brett Morris has grown so frustrated with the club he won a premiership with in 2010 that even if the Dragons force him to honour the final year of his deal, he could still sign with the Bulldogs for 2016 as soon as November 1. The Bulldogs are sweating on Morris securing a release and joining the club for next season as they target the 28-year-old to solve their fullback woes. I was wondering whether they were going to use him...
2: At fullback, so probably not a bad move certainly answers
1: mm.
0: answers that little problem uh for the bulldogs pretty poor form from the dragons yeah well this is there is a follow up to it, but we 'll get through this part of it first. Uh, Josh said that he would love his brother to sign with the bulldogs there 's plenty of speculation going about i 'd love to have him at the club it 'll be nice that 's not up to me that 's up to him and his management to talk it out. Whatever decisions he makes for his future i 'm always going to support so the Dragons responded and they said that contrary to that speculation they have not offered him to other clubs which is actually not what was said I mean no. it was you know, just a test of value uh, nor have they suggested that he test his market value external to the Dragons the Dragons today reiterate that the club has been in negotiations for a number of months to extend Brett Morris's contract at the Dragons Brett Morris signed a contract in 2012 for seasons 2013, 2014 and 2015 and is therefore under contract until the end of next season the club understands there are no rules that prevent player managers from talking to other clubs about contracted players the Dragons are aware that another club has offered Brett Morris more money than his contract sum at the Dragons for the 2015 season. The Dragons announced last week the appointment of Peter Mulholland as Director of Recruitment and Retention. Mulholland has this week begun working through the club's salary cap and roster for 2015 and beyond, in conjunction with head coach Paul McGregor. So, they'd basically fucking deny everything.
2: Yeah, which which often doesn't mean much.
0: No. So, I uh, look forward to in a month and a half to see him well, not look forward, or but at I mean, least expect to see him sign with the dogs. Even if it's for 2016, which yeah, is I, I ex- a rule that I hate. I expect the 2016 thing's going to happen, for sure. It's just whether they get him out of next year as well. All right, next. Players feigning injury in the hope of drawing a penalty after the video referee has studied replays of a tackle are being forced to explain their actions and could cost their clubs a $10,000 fine if they did not come from the field to undergo a concussion test. Allegations of players diving was always likely to become an issue under concussion rules introduced this season. And one player under scrutiny recently claimed he had merely been acting after staying down but not being replaced. Questions are set to be asked by the NRL about why Brisbane centre Justin Hodges stayed on the field in last Saturday night's elimination final against North Queensland after being the victim of a shoulder charge to the head from Cowboys forward Tarek Sims. Hodges... I like this little part of it. Hodges, who refused to shake hands with Sims at full time and shouted, how many fucking premierships have you won as the players walked from the field? Really? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I never saw I never noticed that, but um, yeah, apparently. Later suggested he had little re- recollection of the incident that's resulted in Newcastle bound forward copying uh, a grade three shoulder charge ban. I don't remember too much, to be honest, Hodges told reporters after the match. I remember passing the ball and ending up on the ground. It's been done now. Hopefully, he'll be right to play next week. So... That's direct contrast to things that he allegedly said on the field. Uh, Yeah, but he's saying he can't remember it because he was concussed.
2: Ah, but you didn't come off the field concussion. Hodges has got a bit of a history of not shaking hands at the end of games. And for a guy that's got his history of of grubby and fucking borderline illegal behaviour. He needs to pull his fucking head in. That's what he's saying, yeah. Um, And some of the bullshit he does, trying to niggle and carry on. Yeah, like shit with Brett Morris. Yeah. Not long ago,
0: yeah. A couple of years ago. Brett Morris refused to shake his hand? I was, you know. Let's not be a hypocrite, Justin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're saying that with stakes rising in the finals, players are less willing to come from the field and the NRL has introduced sideline monitors to enable club doctors to review footage of an incident and determine whether a player suffered a blow to the head. However, players are also more likely to stay down in a bid to gain a penalty and those players are expected to come from the field for a sideline assessment if they show any symptoms of concussion. The issue of players' diving re-emerged after Melbourne forward Junior Moores failed to get up immediately after a tackle by David Clemmer that landed the Canterbury prop on report for a high tackle in Sunday's Southern Death finals clash at Amy Park. With some commentators complaining that a penalty would not have been awarded if Moores had got to his feet and played the ball, there have been suggestions that any player who requires treatment in such circumstances should come from the field for at least the remainder of the, f- of the set of tackles, even if the video referee does not find any illegality occurred. So, I think that's...
2: It's a, sensible, it's a sensible call, and it probably does try and stamp out that ordinary f- factor of the game yeah. with people diving or staying down to, to get a penalty. Coaches carry on about it all, all year, and every club has, uh, has an element of it. I just um, The thing that gets me is that it's still up to a club doctor, a doctor employed by the club,
0: yeah, or at least paid as the, a consultant
2: uh... to the club to be determining whether players are right to go back on and uh, and contribute to the performance of the club that pays the doctor. I just think sometime there might be some furfies going on, yeah. <laughs> players being let back out when they should in fact be sitting on the sideline. I think the NRL should appoint doctors. Um, obviously, they'd have to have a few of them, but um, they'd have to, they should appoint
0: doctors to to do the assessments. Completely independent ones that are potentially not even football you know, like not not just ones that are employed by not employed by clubs, but ones that are just completely external to the sport. Exactly.
2: It's the only way you're gonna get an accurate, um, and honest assessment of of a player's you know, and to look after their welfare, which is the, the end game. Yeah. And and too often, you know, players are sent back out there when
0: you know they're Really should be sitting out. Yep. All right. And finally, key final stars Anthony Watmo and Tarek Sims have both taken early guilty pleas at the judiciary. A one-week ban for Watmo means he'll miss the elimination final against Canterbury at Allianz, while Sims' career with North Queensland is over after the Newcastle-bound enforcer accepted a five-week suspension. Sims is leaving the club for the Knights next season, meaning the Cowboys essentially had nothing to lose by challenging his reckless grade three shoulder charge on Justin Hodges at the judiciary. However, they've opted against the distraction of travelling to Sydney to argue his case, and he'll be unavailable for Friday's Southern Death Cash clash against the Minor premiers of Sydney Roosters, and for whatever football might follow for the Cowboys if they spring an upset. So, I think the uh,
2: the Sims tackle was was definitely worthy
0: of a lot of debate about it.
2: There's Basically been other Cowboys fans think, other... think he should
0: have walked, and everyone else think he should have got five weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look,
2: I think there's there's been other tackles that haven't been a million miles from that that haven't been. Well, yeah, like your
0: Tony Williams one where nothing happened mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. yeah.
2: So um, you were always going to have that, those grey areas and those those tackles as comparisons to. Yep. Um, you know the, the it, it comes down to to individual assessment, and I think the sometimes the reputation of the player and how injured the oh, yeah. player um, that got hit was, yep. and which probably calls into um, into play the the topic we just spoke about about players staying down and exactly. concussions, etc um one um it's it's like we spoke about the the other week you know players can contribute to it and in the more players in the tackle lifting and twisting it can lead to some pretty ugly affairs um the, the end of the day there needs to be a clamp down on on players lifting legs i think that's what it comes down to and um I think they should. There needs to be a way to reward good legs tackles, players tackle yeah. players around the league, there is and no reward say, for that at the moment.
0: And dare I say, punishing punishing fucking porpoises and dolphins who try and fucking narwhals, who try and die fucking first in the ground to draw penalties.
2: <laughs> um, I just think that you know the the days of a good legs tackle where someone's cut down now, you know. Players are kicking straight out of the, of the tackle. There's no there's no there's no
0: decrease in speed when you no. do the legs tackle exactly. because if you if you'd make the legs tackle, grab hold of their legs, run back to marker, and you would just spin them around, you know, clockwise while you while you're doing yeah. that, that's fucking leg pull. Usually yeah. penalised for that shit. Exactly. So yeah, you can't do it. Um I was really like Jaden Hodges fucking slicing around the legs, winding back the clock. But you know, unless you've got a second guy there with you at that minute to jump mm-hmm. on, you know, it's it's uh, it's an effective way to bring a guy down, but it's no way to win a ruck.
2: Well, that's exactly right, but it makes it harder for you know guys like Jaden Hodges. He's not the biggest yep. hooker. Yep. He's not the stockiest dude. Yep. So he's hardly gonna overpower guys. Yep. Um, especially guys running through the middle like mm-hmm. props and yep. and big strong second rowers. Yep. Um, You know, legs tackles is his most effective weapon defensively, and yep. there's no reward for it.
0: Yeah. With the what-mo thing, saw a you know manly, uh, well-known manly fan Bones, saying that I'm. Um, could have gone for the uh, off the uh, uh, out of the box thinking on this Watmo thing Lyon got done for it as well but because he's got no priors, he uh, he escapes with an early guilty plea so his suggestion was that Lyon takes the early guilty plea like he did so he's done he's been punished for the tackle they rock up the judiciary Watmo goes I didn't do it Jamie was one lifting and Jamie says yeah my bad I was one lifting yeah. He's already taking his punishment with no prize, what my walks. <laughs> um yeah. That would have been hilarious if that had have happened. And can you imagine? The imagine the fucking t- twitter tears if that if they had even tried it. In the end, I mean I saw what my on Twitter say that he's just um yeah, that spoke to the lawyers and it was just too risky, so they'll just take the one and, you know, back next week for the looking game against to, Penrith.
2: Looking forward to turning out for Parramatta next season.
0: Maybe, but you yeah, know, he's, he's still got a grand final to win yet. Recaps. The second qualifying final, not the first one, because you wouldn't want to give a team an extra day's rest or anything. Mighty Manly Seagulls 24, South Sydney Rabidos 40 at Allianz. Or, or, you know, maybe call it Redford Arns. Uh, crowd, which is important, 25,000. 25,733. And uh, Seagulls 24 came from Tries Brett Stewart, Jamie Lyon, Tom Simons, and Chase Blair. Lyon, four from four conversions. Rabidos, their <laughs> points came from. Any what?
2: reason you're reading out Manley's score first when they it's fucking lost the
0: game? Home team? The fuck does that matter? They lost the game. It's the first fucking team on the list, bitch. That's why. Fucking copy and paste. rabbit Double to Reynolds. Luke Kiery. Lottie to Curie, Double to Alex Johnson. Dylan Walker. Reynolds, six from seven conversions.
2: If a West Tigers player ever had a game like George Tafua had, we'd be hearing about it for years to come. Bo Ryan, for example. Well, Lottie to yeah. Keary, for example
0: yeah but I mean you do though I mean because you've had this year <laughs> this year alone i mean we've we've heard about it this the man year.
2: man had a fucking shocker, and i'm I'm a big fan of Tufua, and he's he's done some amazing things on the field over the last couple of seasons, but Jesus Christ, at that's one point, to forget
0: at what point do you say, clearly I'm fucking injured. I've been playing injured all season. The brace allows me to get on the field, but it restricts me from fucking raising my hand arm above my head and you know really doing anything effective other than catching the ball and running. So look, I think I need to get myself right. At what point do you do that, rather than getting hooked yourself? Like, what point did you go look? It's a pretty yeah. It's it's a pretty
2: big time game. Um, to be to be chancing your arm, so to speak, with an injury, and yep. Yep. um, it was it was found out and it was exploited. And and, exa-
0: and, and every point that they scored in the first half was a, was a, either directly or indirectly. Down to Tafua.
2: You said it was, I mean, the brace restricted him lifting his arms above his head, but, you know, stopped him doing anything but catching the ball and running. But he didn't do a
0: lot of catching the ball either. Well, that's the, no, he didn't catch, well, you know, I mean, catching the ball from a pass. Yeah. Because you if you're getting out jumped, you're getting out jumped because you can't fucking jump up and take doing, a mark. He, passes were uh,
2: being dropped as well, Nathan. He made a few errors. Let's say that. I don't know if he did. Did he drop? I didn't know if he dropped passes. He them, dropped really.
0: at least one. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember.
2: But the, uh, the highlight was to Takiri. I mean, I'm Ugh. turning back the clock.
0: Lottie Takiri acting like you know, acting like he's George Safua, essentially. <laughs> like, and, you know. Like, but, the man, the man's come on and leaps and bounds since he shaved his head. It was like it was like fucking Kristen Inu against Lottie Takiri in the final, <laughs> <laughs> except the roles were reversed. Look, and, when you're, and when you're playing the Lottie Takiri role in the equation, you, know, you may as well fucking give it up.
2: What a difference Adam Reynolds makes to to see us. Um, they played the Roosters about a week ago, and um, and just. Couldn't get the job done against the Roosters. The, the, the chooks were far too strong for them, and they lacked, lacked that structure and that guidance that Reynolds um, you know, has when he steers them around the park. Um, for this game, I thought his kicking game was really good. He was heavily involved early, um, and that really set the tone for South. They they got their tails up, and um, forwards rolled through the middle quite well. Um, Manly didn't really have uh, too many answers there, but... Um, I think Manly's heads weren't on, and that was a factor. But there was there was no answer to South's
0: forwards and the pace. I think they were on initially. I think they were on for like the first fifteen minutes because actually, like they almost scored a try. And then there was a soft fucking penalty, piggyback penalty from Rabbitohs member Kevin Hayne to Adam Reynolds. That's got got him down the field the first time. And then that's when fucking Jorge made his first fuck up. Because remember they they scored twenty two points in the first half. Two of them were direct tries on on Jorge. And um, the other two were from fifth tackle kicks that weren't anything special that he dropped and knocked it on and gave him six again or a scrum or you know or something like that which they then scored from you know that following set of six. So I mean, it just it mystified me that Chase Blair was on the bench and to, I would have fucking hooked him like yeah probably by the thirty minute mark. You know that's being generous. And uh, I think yeah.
2: South. Um Probably answered a few people that were they were questioning their, their ability in big games after the after the Roosters game, even though they were without Reynolds. I think they come up, they came to play against Manly, and for the first week of the finals, they um, you know, the pressure only intensifies from here, and they have to stand up and show that they're capable of dealing with that from here on in. But that's it. Um, We've
0: seen this from the Rabbitohs before, but uh, in two weeks, that's the real pressure game for them. yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, you know. I know their fans will definitely be keen for them to to answer um, all those critics. Um, they've been they've been there for the last several years, you know, with this um, run that they've been on of, of success. So, um, you know, all anyone's had over them over that time is that they have choked at the at the final or next to last hurdle. Um, yeah, this is this is their chance at, at redemption. They got away to a really good start in this final series here against Manly and and dominated them for for you know, 60 minutes or so before putting the cue in the rack. And I wonder if that's a concern for uh, Maguire as well. You know, that they s- certainly, um, you know, slipped it back into fucking neutral there for a good 15,
0: 20 well, minutes. Well, I mean, look, and- you know, Man- Manly weren't interested in playing football until they got that first try. And when they got the first try, then like, okay, start playing football. And then they scored some fucking great tries. Like like, like, just the, the sheer desperation of a guy like Jamie Lyon to score that fucking try he scored with the ball rolling away, you know what I mean? like He just gets it down and you know, before the corner. That, yeah. you know, then they actually started looking like, okay, yeah, let's play some football, and they did. Yeah. No, some nice and con- Chase Blair got on the field finally, and what's he do? Scores a fucking great try. Some nice consolations when the game was well and truly fucking over. Yeah, and unfortunately, we don't get any... Uh, we, we get hardly any fucking tweets, because a lot of... Because, like the Rabbitohs, they fucking... Uh, like the Rabbitohs fans, Twill Nation went off early. And you wouldn't believe the amount of fucking tweets... I'm gonna say that it was at least fifteen tweets saying something about forty nil. Yeah. Except it wasn't. Th- except then Manly scored a lot of points <laughs> to take it far away from 40 nil. And um and honestly that I had to that, that eliminated seventy percent of the tweets we got about this game <laughs> because people would just fucking count on it to be forty nil. Now um where are we? Uh Benny two seven. It takes a special team to beat a premiership side forty nil. Too bad you're not good enough, Souths. That's impossible. The Rabbitohs tried to score a point for each year they've choked, but they ended up choking with that too. Hash, Ava Karma. Which is, uh, I mean, I'll give myself a pat on the back for fucking hammering him as hard as I hammer Robert, ham Robert Louis. Mitch EFC 17. Brave fight back from Manly. Under the pump and playing away from home. So brave. So, so brave.
2: <laughs> That's creative.
0: It is. Unky D, that's so brave it's become a real thing, hasn't it? Unky D, Manly need to punt anyone that wants to go and hire some enthusiastic, passionate players that want to win rather than expect to. Tor Hayden.
2: What a fairly accurate assessment of his team's performance. Someone's turned over a new fucking Leaf come the finals. He's
0: a really now. no. Anki no, D's he's, he's, a, he's like the biggest wet blanket fucking Manly fan. I mean, they lose a game and the fucking sky's falling. Like, like any game. Like, you know, maybe the Tigers. Oh, like, you know, lose, like, oh my God. Calm down, son. You finished equal first. Fucking settle. Tall Hayden. Easy to recap the Manly game. Just replay Nate's audio from last week. Tofua bashing was spot on. Hash, Nastradamus. <laughs> Word. Andy underscore Siegs. Corabetti Corridor, Ashford Alley. Move over. Manly have opened up the Hiku Hall- Hallway. It should be Hiku Highway. Come on, son. Not Hiku Hallway. And Tofua Terrace. Very open. And uh, and Anki D gets the final word. Much has been said of Lottie's performance, but even Stephen Hawking would have scored a hat-trick marking to four. <laughs> and a lot's been said about the home game thing. Like, as the venue not being Brookvale, put that to bed. I mean, it is what it is. Fucking leave it alone. However, the NRL, fucking... I'd like to put it all squarely on the shoulders of Todd Greenberg if I could, because I don't know who else is, would, would have made these decisions. But that game was fucking wrought from start to finish. They had... Cardinal and Myrtle fucking lights up in the inside, you know, beaming up in the inside of the stadium for the whole game. Pyro and South came out playing Glory Glory, play Glory Glory at full time, which it wouldn't if if that was a Brookvale any at any fucking thing. They didn't play any of the uh, they didn't play the Penny song at SFS the next day when they won. <laughs> they I mean, you know, they didn't play the Doggy song down in Melbourne after they won. Absolutely unfucking believable. You get a Rabbitohs member, a, a Rabbitohs. Ticketed member Kevin Hayne refereeing the game. I mean, fuck me, Greenberg. You're some kind of cunt. Next, the first qualifying final Sydney Roosters. Actually, no, I don't want to get in trouble with Glenn here and not reading a lot. Penrith Panthers 19 defeat the Sydney Roosters 18. Important point the crowd 23,449. The important fact there is it's about 3,000 less than the other game where apparently fans don't travel. Guess uh, Penrith and uh, Roosters fans don't travel either. And but dare, South dare fans
2: say, do, so credit to them.
0: Dare, dare I dare say, travel less. I've had some people in the ground um, texting me saying that like there was actually fucking there was a, there was a decent, whack of manly fans there, and not as many South fans as they thought. I mean, they expected to kind of be filled because you know, like Souths to fill it, but unfortunately, when half your members are fucking pets and the other half are on fucking tombstones,
2: quite frankly,
0: like,
2: I think both crowds are pretty fucking
0: disappointing for finals yeah, game. I would fucking agree, hundred percent. I think the home teams in the, you know, the South and the
2: Roosters trolling, should be ashamed themselves. Trolling aside, at the end of the day, you've got four Sydney clubs. Look, yeah. The, at the fuck, end, fuck could you not get to... The, look, it's the finals. And, you know... The thing that... And, and I this, just don't fucking get it. They should be getting 50,000
0: yeah, And this is the thing. It's, it's actually like... It, it's, it's a sign of the times. I, I don't know what... The, the fact fuck, that it only holds 40, that probably doesn't help. I don't know what the fucking variables are that made things change so much in the space of a decade. Because I remember going to see Manly versus the Warriors in 2008, which was the game to get into the was it second round or the game to get into the grand final in 2008. And fucking... That was, like, packed. Well, remember Para it was Bulldogs? And it was it was New Zealand yeah. and Manly and it was fucking packed. Para Bulldogs in 2009. Yeah. Two like like Sydney clubs. Like was like 50,000, 60,000? Yeah. And then you get games like you get like the two thousand eight Grand Final, for example. Any Grand Final featuring Manly, you get fucking like forty thousand Manly fans there. Cunts go to the fucking games that are just you know. I it's just it's don't get it.
2: You know, like, and Panthers Roosters. You know, yes, it's a bit of a hike
0: for Penrith fans. But you to be home by eleven o'clock.
2: Yeah, but
0: fuck's sake! Fuck's sake! It's Saturday night. Your team's in the finals. This is the thing. It is a Saturday. You got all fucking day to roll down into the city and have a day out and go to the football. 20-odd thousand is fucking embarrassing. Especially when the Roosters are... A bit, you know, they're supposed to be premiers. And they can't even attract bandwagon support. <laughs> it's... It's, uh, yeah. Terrible. Anyway, the Panthers 19 That's came That's what makes Triester.
2: me so sad about the West Tigers not being as competitive as what some people, including myself, would like them to be, Nathan. Yeah, I mean... Because you
0: just know... The, the Leichhardt 5000 know. that they've been getting this year would really fucking jack it up, well,
2: wouldn't they? It has been a tough season. Though, <laughs> I just know that... Uh, if the Tigers were playing finals football, we wouldn't be talking about those shitty crowds. We'd
0: only if they're playing manly, because that's the only time they fucking turned up all year. I just you, need You to know
1: go. it makes I'll, sense. I'd have, to back back <laughs> I'd have to go back and check. I'd have to go back and
0: check. 19 points to Panthers, tries to Josh Mansour and a double to Fari. Uh Jamie Soward, two from three conversions, a penalty goal and a field goal. The Roosters, 18 came from tries to Michael Jennings, Sean Kenny Dowell, and Mitchell Pierce. Maloney, three from three conversions.
2: Look, the Roosters really missed Jake Friend. I thought through the ruck. Um, Sigarra had a good game, but the Roosters really controlled much of that game and looked like they were poised to to win it and and win it fairly comfortably. Yeah, comfortably a point. Yeah. Um, Penrith just proved to be a little bit too gritty and a little bit too determined, and decided that it wasn't really going to happen quite like that on this night, and just. Ever so slightly started to work their way back into the game. Seau started to be more on point with his kicking. Uh, The forwards got a little bit of a roll on, especially on the edges. Um, Lewis Brown and those sort of guys. um, Idris was getting more and more involved and it happened slightly. But then the tipping point came, I think, Vare's first try. There was a bit of a sprinkling of class to that. Um, And they kept coming and kept coming. And the Roosters, before they knew it, you know... Zelezniak's flicking a ball back inside as he's getting tossed over the sideline and Vare's touching down and back inside
0: or forward inside? Sorry? That is the question.
2: Oh I didn't
0: have a problem with it. <laughs> no. No, I'm just I'm just strong. Yeah.
2: But oh, the, the I, thing- and then Soward, I mean we've we've said a lot about Jamie Soud. Most yeah. of the derogatory.
0: I stand and I stand by And your I stand word.
2: by every single fucking word of it. Yep. He's a cat in the hat, and he yep. and he share, will forever be known as that. But for a lot of his career, he was fucking known as a mentally fragile fucking guy that you could get, you know, well and truly yep. under his skin and take out of a game. Some pretty clutch plays in that game to close it out.
0: It's funny; I've never known a player to be so clutch in, in, and so and so he's so like, not clutch, so so so, so disliked, <laughs> yeah. by his own team. Any time he does something, he's got to fucking give a high five to the water boy because the fucking players don't want to come fucking even near him.
2: Well, the players were afraid of getting shot, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With his fucking lasers. <laughs> he's
2: a fucking pow, pow, pow.
0: The thing that people... I mean, people... It's, this game is the perfect example of games that have an exciting or, or epic finish being like, you know, history revised as to what the game was. And this game for 60 minutes of it was fucking terrible and if you and tweets and you look back through your timeline and you'll see people are going when's the first grade on yeah I mean it was a fucking shocking game East were not up for this game at any stage. I mean, they started, yet they still got to the stage where they had a match-winning lead. You know, they they could have helped. They could have uh, held it out. I
2: thought they played. Oh, I don't think they played their best footy, but I think what they were doing was was definitely keeping their foot on the throat of Penrith for for a large part of the game. It was
0: kind of like going through the motions version of yep. Roosters, though. Like yep. it wasn't like they weren't you know anywhere near their best, and uh, I don't think they'll take too much negative out but of this the little up. pennies that could The little pennies that could and the best thing about this so game so brave is, Nathan the best so thing about brave. this game is it shifts the roosters over onto the south side of the draw uh, for the finals and so there's definitely a hard path to get into the fi- grand final and yeah. an easy path to get into the grand final well if
2: they um, if they're successful this week that's going to make for you would think that would make for a fucking bumper crowd if you can't get a
0: crowd to south roosters in mm-hmm.
2: a preliminary final yep you want to fucking
0: turn it up wouldn't you possibly the most hated rivalry yeah. going around at the moment now I mean maybe perhaps even surpassing Manly and Storm yeah absolutely you know but has we'll it just to... gotten more intense over the last few years that bit of Twitter cunts can needle each other the whole time yeah that's what and then the, the social media accounts for the clubs is, you know yeah, they doing a love to hate thing and they're starting to you know they actually you know throw fucking Carol all over it really and then you get like some oh, you know expect. you have some master trolls you know, and, you know car park world champs and everyone you know Gets pretty fucking hectic between east and south.
2: Pico Rico,
0: or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Sammy Boy, nineteen eighty-six. Well, smother me in honey and call me Sunny Bill. That fat little bastard sour it did it. Tosser. Boxcar Jason. Those Panthers are inoffensive and appear to work hard. Good for them. <laughs> that's probably that's a, that's that's my opinion too. I mean, like. You know, if Manly don't make it to the grand final, I mean, you know, like I expect them to make it to the grand final, then, you know, presumably it'll be at the expense of Penrith, so, you know, they'll probably be my you know my bandwagon against whoever fucking pops up on the other side, especially if it's South. I'll be all over the Penny's bandwagon. Yeah.
2: I, I like I like the Penrith nerds, even the Perth. Yeah, I
0: like the, I like the Penrith nerds, but I don't like the, the Penrith team so much. I like the, some of their cheerleaders. Oh, I fucking love Danny. Call me Danny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want to go to the grand final with Danny quite frankly. If, the, oh. if Penny don't make it, you know, then she's got, no, she won't be working that day. She'll be free. Cool. She'll get my me. ticket. <laughs> Benny 2-7. The Panthers are on fire with Cleary as coach. They must win a grand final just like the Warriors in 11. Chapo the Creator. It appears the Panthers' easy draw has continued to the finals.
2: Troy underscore 7. Where they beat the minor premiers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's actually the first, ga- that's the first game they've actually, decent game they've played against the top side. Right time of the year to do it. Troy underscore 79. Channel 9 will be spewing about No Roosters South Grand Final. And I actually sent a tweet to Channel 9 to that effect. Time to gobble it up. <laughs> I believe my words were. And Ryan Finance. We are the defending premiers. The Cowboys are perennial chokers who have employed a wife basher. Fuck the cunts. Go East. Not really relevant to this game, but... Well, that's that's what he rant. that's what he tweeted in the shadows of the match. I appreciate your it. He was looking ahead the next week. You know, that's yeah, you know, I appreciate the I appreciate the forward thinking. First elimination final Saturday night. Crowd twenty five thousand one hundred and twenty, so you know, not the biggest crowd of the weekend, just saying.
2: <laughs> you could not get any more people in that fucking thing, could you?
0: I think oh well, what do you know? The manly game was actually the uh biggest crowd of the weekend. I guess all you other cunts don't travel. Now, the Cowboys 32... If
2: anyone travels, 20. it's fucking Cowboys fans. You <laughs> wanker.
0: 32 1,300 teeth. And uh, so there's a half, half a tooth per person there this, this game. Cowboys 32 came from double to Gavin Cooper, Kane Linnett, wife basher cunt, Michael Morgan, Thurston, five, five conversions. You need to put more of a gap in there because it sounds like
2: you're you're being very derogatory towards Michael Morgan. I
0: I apologise. I, I apologise, Michael Morgan and Kane Linnet, who who sandwiched the wife beating cunt. I'm sure you guys are fine <laughs> and don't slap your missus up at all unless you know she's into that when you you know giving a bit of. Whoosh. Now Thurston five from five conversions and a penalty goal. Broncos twenty tries to <laughs> degenerate gambling cunt. <laughs> ben Barber a double to Cahu. Daniel Vito got a try. Corey Parker two from four conversions.
2: Jordan Thurston again pulling the strings for the Cowboys. It's it's interesting for him whether his desire to win a comp and and I know there's the Bulldogs thing, but you know yeah. as far as him in his prime to win a premiership in his prime, his desire to achieve that is that enough? No. <laughs> is that enough to get him over the hump? It never has been enough. No. Because they can't afford any other players. The desperation as his as his window, you know. His prime is probably he does everything, closing in attack and defence. Yeah, it's his desperation. I just wonder if that is what tips him over the hump finally. But I'll never support it as long as Louis plays in the squad. Um, but you, can, you you couldn't be unhappy to see Thurston win a
0: premiership. Well, I definitely could be. Really?
2: He's yeah, the most competitive him. motherfucker. If anyone has, like, willed his team over the line, and he's oh, played I in appre- some shit-ass teams and got them
0: oh, way I higher
2: appre- than where they
0: should ever be. Yeah, yeah. awesome no, team. no, I, I absolutely appreciate that. But he's a Queensland. You know, he's, he's sentimental to Queensland players. I don't give a fuck about Jonathan Thurston. He'll suck my dick. He can fucking go. He's got a premiership. Shouldn't have given it to old fucking Glassdraw. He still has a fucking ring. Brett White probably got that ring now. <laughs> after, yeah, after he looted Steve Price's corpse. <laughs> after, he fucking, after, he fucking, after he fucking rocked all, mate.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think the Broncos played a like lot. They were relieved to make the top eight. I think all the pressure of, of missing the final or not missing the finals um, was taken away. And they just... Didn't look like they were up for a game at all, to be honest. They were like, yeah, well, we made Carrying finals. Carrying on the
0: Bradbury analogy from last week, where instead of Bradbury just in the last 10 metres, they actually yeah. fell face first in the last lap and just mm. had enough momentum to slide over the line before the rest of the teams. Yeah, They basically just kept sliding face first around the <laughs> ice for another fucking 40 minutes. Because the first... I mean, you want to talk about the, the Manly game... The Cowboys fucked them over far worse in that first half, especially in the first fifteen minutes or whatever, when they pretty much raced straight out yeah, there, like eighteen 0 in like fucking no time. Of fun.
2: And those tries they were scoring were so soft. Oh, the softest ever. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that JT his desire on his own. I know he's got some some help there with Scott Morgan, Louis, um, those sort of guys. But it's it all comes down to whether you know. He has to get them to the tipping point and and, and over it, um, with his competitive will and desire, and fuck you wouldn't you wouldn't back any other player over him to do it. Yep. By pure weight of fucking you know exertion. Yeah, Yep. yep. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I was just probably a little bit disappointed in the Broncos. Um, they just really like played like they were you know satisfied to. Yep. To be playing finals football and and probably had their minds half in Bali. Yep,
0: at it's Matthew. The Broncos in attack are like me in bed, impotent. Fairly honest. Cruzy 0-6. The clock just got us. Ain't <laughs> any wankers say that. Yeah, this I say that and I put like an lol or a fucking you know pissing yourself laughing face after but Cruzy says it in all seriousness. Shunter eighty six. After being outed as a total fuckwit on this week in league, hash Corey Karma emerged as a forced arrival, hash Louie Karma. <laughs> still some time, still time for rugby league guys to smite Louie. And that brings us to the final game of the weekend, the second elimination final on Sunday afternoon. And uh, this one, of course, Canterbury Bulldogs at 28, defeated the Melbourne Storm 4. The Doggies had 28 points attributed to Greg Eastwood, Trent Hodkinson, and a hat-trick to Tim Laffeyer. Four from five conversions for Hodkinson and the Storm, a uh, lone try to Sisawaka. in what is his final game for Storm?
2: Never really saw that result coming, to be quite honest. No. Um, I thought that the, the Storm were probably showing enough and the fact that they were at home was, was going to be more than um, ample to get them over the dogs. Um, as it turned out, the
0: dogs blew them off the park. This was the this was the most lopsided. I mean, yeah. like the Storm were never had a sniff from start to finish in this game. Like, there's they were never just never never in it. It was over from the time they kicked off. And it was yeah. fucking it was weird.
2: You could see when, when Melbourne scored um, scored their try. You, you, you almost got the feeling that the commentary team were sort of expected. Okay, well here they, here it was they come It's almost like out. they wanted them. Yeah, it was like they were willing um, them to. And then the Dogs kicked again, and and that was that. Tim Laffoy, I've, I've given him a few raps this season on the show. Just that was a big game, yeah. And for him to score a hat trick, yeah, his footwork, um, and his ability to in broken play. Um, I'm going to give him credit for the two tries because the one that gave yeah, the hat trick was just fucking dished, <laughs> sure. Um,
0: dished from Greg Inglis after that intercept.
2: Yeah, you would think if they do put Morris in that back line at some stage, yeah. you know, with Lafoy and Morris in the centers, um, and then. You know, Brett Morris at fullback, that's, um, and, and obviously, Origin halves, it's pretty uh, pretty formidable. James Graham, I, I think, showed how much the Storm miss a, a really dominant prop nowadays. Um, He's like the
0: Thurston of Canterbury. Yeah. He He's really. the guy that fucking competes 100% yeah. the whole time, exactly. like, tooth and nail. The, I was going to say scratching and biting, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's, accurate.
2: Yeah, well, it's quite. Um, I honestly think the big three are maybe just a, a notch or, or half a notch off their prime now, and yeah. their ability to, you know, to have just a you know a couple of role players up front, and to to be able to hold the opposition, and not not let the opposition get over them, just maybe just nullify, yep. um, and give them you know an equal platform to work from, um, on the days where they're, they're not able to get fully over the top of them, that was always enough. Just yeah. now, when you look at the way James Graham, you know, if they had a James Graham on their team, yep. they they'd look every bit as dominant as what they have for for however long. It's just it was it was a fairly graphic um, illustration to me that at this level and even with that caliber of player, it only has to be you know when it starts to dip, it only has to be a degree or a couple yeah. of
0: degrees. And I don't think it's like a dip across the board from those three. It's like I think Cooper Cronk still is you know as ever. Billy Slater, he's the one that's fucking declining, in my opinion.
2: Well, his game is probably I
0: think he's got most, nothing su-
2: most susceptible to it. Yeah, He's, he's built on speed, footwork, and, yeah. and that can, can only go with you so far as you get older, yeah. really. Um, whereas Kronk, you know, his kicking game, I mean, obviously he's got his speed and his footwork as well, but defensively he's very sound, yeah. um, but he, his rugby league brain as much as Cameron Smith yeah. as well is he, what sets him apart. Um, they're not. You wouldn't say they were the most physically gifted guys, or um, you know, they're not beating anyone with absolutely blinding speed like Slater yep. does. Or um, so his game's probably the most susceptible to it. So if anyone's going to go, he'd be the, unless the other t- one of the other two gets serious injuries yep. and are plagued by that, um, you'd think Slater's probably going to be the first
0: one to go. Yep. And uh, you know, who doesn't like to see this Storm go at first week just quietly?
2: Well, there was a long time this year where it didn't didn't look like they were going to make the finals. And how long has it been since we've yeah. said that? Yeah,
0: yeah. well, know? I mean, look, look. It, it, I mean, yes, it sucks that Canterbury, the, You know, it was, it, it was at their expense, the expense of a Canterbury win. But, yeah, it's good to see. No one's shedding any tears, that's for sure. Lynn Shields. My Twitter is telling me it's hash ref's fault. I didn't know the Purple Cheats were allowed to use that. They're not. It's hash, hash hate Cam Smith. Wow. You're only human don't we all at uh, B15542 the Storm are playing like the Tigers hash Tigers in decline hash Storm in decline hash Purple Cheats even in the finals when the Tigers are over in Bali or you know Norfolk Island or Coochie Mudlow wherever they fucking send them Tasmania (laughs) at Shithead Listener Hey, 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 goodbye. And on your way out, Storm, don't forget to take a big bag of dicks to eat on the way home. I enjoyed that tweet. Paul Hayden, two years ago, Storm won the comp. Last year, they didn't make the grand final. This year, out in the first final. Hash Storm something something. Wow, they've still played three years of finals. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as good as 10, but GT351 underscore Johns. Well done, Bulldogs. An underdog victory no one expected. Good effort, but some injuries. Will be tough next week as well. And finally, at Sibber. Gus complains when the video ref gets it wrong. Gus complains that the video ref ruins the game when they get it right. And that is one thing. That's one of the biggest talking points to come out of that game. Two talking points came out of the game. The fact that the the try was disallowed when they looked at it on replay and it was a knock-on way back, you know, before a six-again call. Yeah you know what all the shit the referees take how are you going to feel if they fucking gave it and you knew that yeah how the fuck is and idiots feeding it like Gus is, I don't know if he's trying to be the voice of the people or he's just the voice of fucking some old cunt with his head up his ass well, but fuck if the referees get it right you shut your fucking mouth and go wow they pulled it up and they picked that they picked something that we didn't yeah. see Good job, you got it right. I mean, it sucks because I mean, it was fucking the theatre and it was, you know, going to set up the stage for the finale of the game and it was going to be a great try. But. It wasn't a try. It wasn't a fucking try. And. In what universe can you get fucking upset about them not awarding it? If it's one thing we want
2: from the officials that run the game and control the games, is consistency, but to get the fucking calls right. That's what they're to do.
0: I want to <laughs> play in Gus's NRL where as long as you do a fucking. Somersault or a cartwheel with half a fucking pike into the into the in-goal area to plant yeah. the ball. It's a slippery it's a try if slope if you, knock you start, the ball 10 times
2: If you start awarding tries because of entertainment value, you, yeah. end, you end up like the NBA, where you know traveling and yeah. double dribbling and all that sort of stuff is yeah. legal because you're putting a fucking Windmill on the end of it, and yeah. and everyone fucking cheers and whoops and hollers, and
0: it's a highlight like real shit. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: it, and they let it go. Yeah, it's you, you, that's not where we want to get to. No, I just find it interesting that Gus, you know, like you say, he does give a little bit of an inkling that he, he wants to be that voice of the people, like you say. Yeah. But then when people are critical of Channel Nine, like the not putting live telecasts yeah. on. Oh, he yeah. like, yeah, exactly. automatically defends. Yeah, exactly. He automatically defends it. You can't Ultimate pick and choose, yeah.
1: you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, yeah. I hear. And the other point was uh, Mick Ennis doing the fucking pat on the head. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Shut up, Storm. Shut up, Cameron Smith. I mean, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I, hate, I hate it. I hate ruffling
2: a bit of hair or trying to rip someone's shoulder out from the, oh. well, arm out from their shoulder socket? Yeah. You know,
0: which exactly. is exactly which
2: is you know less sportsmanlike.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I hate, I hate Michael Ennis, but I fucking, hey, look, you know, that, I love that shit. I'm loath to
2: uh, to defend Michael Ennis at any level. I'm but... more for
0: a bit of fucking gamesmanship and a bit of shit talking. I love, oh, back in the day when fucking Hopper was patting Peachy on the head in that game, fucking loved it. Previews for the second week of the finals. The first game we have, Friday night football. Sydney Roosters take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Allianz. Kevin Hayne, one of the referees. So, uh, Roosters, prepare your hash refs fault call. Now, Cowboys are going well. Cowboys traditionally cannot play away from home. The Roosters were well under their their best last week and... uh, I believe with the return of Jake Friend that I think they're going to approach something like their best again
2: yeah I think uh, Jake Friend will be the difference um, and you'll see a very different Rooster side to what uh, rolled out last week and they'll get control of the ruck um, which will then give their forwards um, the impetus to, to get over the top and get um, get through the middle and once they do that they're pretty fucking hard to stop yep so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tip the Roosters.
0: And is it just the one game that the, the Cowboys won away from home? Yeah, well, in yeah. Sydney, sorry. Yeah. So, look, that's that's a powerful thing, and I mean, it's not going to play on their mind at all. But it's just something, you know, it just it's the way it happens. And I think the game they won was I Sha- was against the Sharks or something. So yeah, yeah, let's not yeah. Let's Too play. much strike power, I think.
2: You know, th- the Cowboys do what they do. Very, very well when they're on song, um, but when it gets into a really tough grinding game, which the Roosters certainly have the forwards um, to handle, yep. they can they can definitely go that way. And you get Mara and Letters and
0: um, Letters is you know probably lucky to be there.
2: You'd say so, but for once for he wasn't the, booked yeah, on submission. Yeah, suspicion. on suspicion. Uh, I just think the Roosters will probably. Um, like I said, try and get control of that ruck early and get those uh, guys rolling through the middle and then expect Pierce and Maloney to, you know... I think it all comes down to if, if Pierce and Maloney can take advantage of, of friends' work around the ruck um, and then, you know, Jennings, guys like that, two of us, a Sheck, can get the ball with a bit of space. Uh, I think the Roosters might put a bit of a score on them. I, I don't give yeah. the Cowboys much hope at all.
0: And look, you know, I don't like to wish injuries on players... However, I'm very comfortable wishing injuries on fucking cunts. And so I would love to see, like, Louis with, you know, some sort of uh, broken leg, something like the O'Hanlon thing, you know. Something like that would be tremendous. Wow. Fucking even, you know, I don't care if he gets spear-tackled, to be honest. Whatever works. Louis Karma. Cowboys impossible. Cannot win this game. Moving on to Saturday at night. Allianz again for the Mighty Manly Seagulls taking on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. This one. It's really hard to say at this point because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in terms of team selections, especially coming from the Manly side. The um, injury side of things doesn't appear to have hit the doggies as bad as they as they say. Um, I'm told they've got a lot of guys on. They've got uh, Mbai and 19 and Harland ala Al- in uh, 20. Very extended bench. I heard someone uh, that saw the dogs coming through the airport after the game. And uh, Frank Pritchard apparently was limping very badly. So I'm not sure what's involved in that. I'm not sure what other injury concerns they have. But they do have that extended bench there. So, I mean, presumably there's something they're looking to cover. Manly don't have the extended bench. I just have a feeling that this team is an outright fucking lie from Tubi. He's just basically thrown out the same team as last week, except he switched um, Watmo for uh, for Louis. And I ex- I, I expect Tofu to get the hook. I really do. I can't imagine... I mean, Tubi's, you know, and, and Hazler before him were quite, I don't know, if you'd call it loyal or, you know, slow to react, you know, in terms of, you know, in, in, in fans' opinion, you know, slow yep. to react as far as, you know, hooking players and stuff like that. But, um, Look, I don't expect Tafur to play in the wing. Chase Blair's on the, on, on the bench as he was last week. I think he's a much better option out there in the number two jersey. You're not going to try and throw Tafur into the pack or anything like as an impact player in the middle because, let's face it, a couple of runs a game and a couple of tackles out in the wing is not the same as you know, having to make you know, 20 to 30 tackles and you know, yeah. an increased work rate of you know, 8 to 10 hit-ups you know, for a game. So I don't think that's going to happen. Whispers that, uh, that Matty Ballin might be back for this game the fractured leg apparently it's on the, you know one of the non weight bearing bones just under the knee so it's painful but he could you know probably play so if he plays
2: he'd be playing with a needle It's a much oh, be playing which, with is, needle which and, I'm sure he's done plenty of times in his yeah, career
0: and a, a much a, and you know instantly you know much improved <laughs> pack with his inclusion um, other than that I would I would dare say I, I would expect Chase Blair to play on a wing and, and honestly I would you know, maybe even think Gutherson might be a chance to come straight in on the wing, and a bit of smoke and mirrors from TV in terms of you know not putting pressure on the young guy by not naming him until you know six thirty or whenever the deadline is on Saturday.
2: Frank Pritchard, uh, key inclusion for the Dogs. I thought he was pretty good against the Storm, and um, he's fresh. Bit of time off. Um, he's fresh and he's motivated, and mm-hmm. uh, he's the
0: one that they saw limping at the airport too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on, you know, that could be a cork a a or something. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Who knows? Exactly, I don't put too so much into it.
2: Um, Big game. I just, I, w- I wouldn't be able to tip the dogs with any real confidence. I think Manly's will be stung after last week. Um, I guess we'll know if there's any truth to the to this disharmony, disharmony stuff. Well, if um, there
0: is, I mean, they've got rid of one of the fucking, they've got rid of the, the one driving it too, you know, um, so...
2: Yeah, I, I would have to tip Manly only because I, I just don't think the Dogs are a good enough side to beat them in a big I, game. I don't, like this. I don't think
0: the Dogs. I mean, they they were, low, they were fantastic to defeat the Storm, yeah. but that came on the back of you know losing terribly to the Titans and you know some really ordinary fucking month of football leading up to that. So I just wonder which is the aberration, and which is the you know which is the real form. I mean, if they play Tafua, the I mean, Corey, Storm Corey, the Storm Tafua.
2: game only lasted a week, whereas that that run of poor form lasted you yeah. know quite some time. So now only the Tigers were good enough to to playing them into form.
0: Now, the, I mean, Corey Thompson is, is you know, if, if the fool was there, he's much bigger. Like, oh, he could roll over Corey Thompson. It just depends on how many kicks come his way and if, and if yeah. you can catch him or not. I think Corey Thompson's going to do, you know, do a number on him. But I'd still be... I'd be I think that Chase Blair has, hasn't set a foot wrong in any game he's played for us. And he's probably only played, you know, featured in about half a dozen of them. But he's been great every time without exception so I mean this is a final there's no fucking tomorrow put your best team in there and if a dude's out of form it doesn't matter how good he potentially could be in the heights he's previously hit in his career there comes a point where you have to say this guy's fucking injured it's holding him back from his best he can have an off season to fucking sit down heal, come back better for it next year And he can start next year, but we're in the business of winning games, not fucking massaging egos. So, you know, everything I said about Tafu last week goes double this week because fuck me. I mean, even in my wildest dreams, did I not believe that I'd be as correct as I was saying that shit last week? Um, But yeah, I'm just very interested. It's hard for me to pick a winner until I see what the final teams going to run out is. Um, You know, I give the dog far far, far more chance of winning the game based on the teams we've got printed here. Over the teams that I, you know, I hope to see and yep. you know, expect to see, but uh, you know, manly for life, more you put on, more you get back. And if they can't get fired up, honestly, if they want to bicker amongst themselves, that's one thing, but if they can't get fired up and fucking rally against Dez, yeah, come the fuck, they're fucking kidding, they don't deserve to you be know There's a problem, and they really need to win this game. Because for me, if you finish in the top four. Then you should get down to that qualifying. For, I mean, you should finish in the in the top four in the in the semis as well. Yeah. You know, so next week they have to get to next week's game for to be considered par, really. Yeah. So you know, for the season to you know to be worthwhile, and so fucking dig
1: in, boys. And that is full time
0: for episode 172. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around as we put them up, help spread the word. You've done a great job uh, all season long. And, uh, you know, please continue. And uh, iTunes, we had one. Well, Timmy McIntyre sent me an email today or yesterday and said, look, I updated my iTunes review hasn't come through and shown up yet so you know it takes about 48 hours for these things to happen so it'll be next week but we got a five star review excellent which is great because those one star reviews can get fucked yep best NRL podcast out there five stars wow Tad Pike Oh. (laughs) and the comment the the actual text of the review itself drivel full stop
2: See, this is what I'm talking about. Is this guy going to rock up to the fucking Taco Tuesday? He, he, he will, and, and he doesn't. Taco Tuesday on a on a Sunday?
0: Taco Tuesday, Yep. Yeah, fucking, we we'll get Lord Business there for it. Oh, you haven't seen Lego Movie, have you? Yeah, I oh, have. Okay. Jesus cool. fucking cross. What do you think I am? A
1: Referential <laughs> retard.
2: <laughs> Please refer to five previous years of history. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh, this is a mariachi band again. <laughs> You're back loving George DeFoe again. It's fantastic. Yeah, let's uh, let's
0: see if Tad Pike rocks up to the meetup. Um, yeah, hopefully he does. I mean, I can't I can't see why he wouldn't. But um, he's got a uh... he's very fucking scarce on Twitter these days. He really
2: is. But he's he's got a, a really nice, really beautiful habit. Beautiful habit of buying me bourbons. I'd like to see that continue.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, keep the streak alive. Yeah. But I sent I sent a tweet to him through the week it was six days ago. I said I said, Fuck you, Tad Pike, you're a low life piece of shit like Todd Greenberg <laughs> and then hash deport. And he's gone, Whatever is the matter, Nate? And I said, You know what you did? And then he's like, Yeah, I had to start, had to chuck some shit before Friday night <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so but you know when you throw when you throw reviews like that, Tad Tad, I mean if that's even a real name. <laughs> um when you throw reviews like that, I mean you tried to hurt me with it, but you end up hurting Glenn. and that's terrible. Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't understand. But he did give five stars, so that, that's one, I'm small, more, I'm one so small mercy. Conflicted. A one-star review with five stars on it—I'll I mean, fucking take that. I'd rather—I'd yeah. <laughs> rather that than a one-star review. But if you
2: give us a one-star review and um and
0: still buy me i I'd be pretty happy with that. So tipping, we have, uh, well, this weekend we've got two games. Next weekend we've got two games. And following weekend we've got one. There's five points available to the end of the season. And uh, at this stage, in my opinion, two-horse race. Whitey on top, 133 points. David Kingston second, 132. Then we have a gap. Desi's Ducks, Tigers 12.0 on 131. Then we've got another gap. Gleeso and Shane Aaron-Elvis. And, uh, Dougie, and Dougie sorry, on 129, then we go back one to Voodoo Rock, the defending champion, 128, he's out. Uh, Kylie M, 127, and Tiger Benji cracks the top 10, 127. But uh, unfortunately, you cracked top 10, but you're all out now. So, it's coming down to Whitey and David Kingston. One point between them. It'll depend how they go. They both got two correct. Pretty low scoring round, and all mm. said and done. I mean, there's only a possible four points and you know I think a lot of people would have got ones out of it too because I think the Storm game would have taken a lot of people by surprise yeah and the, the, the Penrith one yeah I mean they're pretty much the only one that wasn't you know, the, the manly one It wasn't an upset I don't think and uh, and I think that the uh, Cowboys would have been obviously been expected to beat the Broncos sure. so I think two was probably par but yeah a couple of people the uh, Tigers 12.0 got three points and uh, Shane Aaron Elvis got three as well so not bad work not bad work Fantasy done for the year uh, I've been contacted by the winner, so he's a member in uh, 2015, free membership and the winner of the uh the tipping will get the same honor we're still clearing out old revelation shirts, a couple of tigers and decline shirts left. I've had some more inquiries about the hats those hats are half price you fucking you cannot get a flex fit cap for a better fucking price than than what we're selling it for impossible and you know when it comes up to the grand finals well you know we'll probably bring some of the things down if people want to grab some you know. On the day or whatever, sure. you know, and as as I mentioned with the, the the surplus membership shirts as well, give people the opportunity who aren't members who want to do just want the shirt. will it be offloading those as well. It's weird how I don't know how we got the numbers mixed up. We got we got tons of stickers left. You must have got more than the must have got surplus. I stickers. think they they just made as many stickers as you know off the sheet as, as the sheet. Oh, okay, yep. cool. And um, the stubby holes and lanyards they that lanyards they match up perfectly. Yep. So. And then we got some surplus shirts, uh, thanks to the uh, extra XLS that we got sent over. Um, and what else? Don't forget to uh, send an email to hello at thisweekinleague.com with the subject line, El Loco, if you want to get crazy essay on October 5th at midday. And uh, other than that, let's just enjoy the, uh, the dulcet tones of uh, at Woody Solo on Twitter as he uh, gives us an ode to uh, Todd Greenberg.
2: Before you hit play, let me remove my pants. It's important these things go through the Integrity Unit. I think we've been pretty consistent over the last 12 months on how we'll deal with it. I prefer not to be talking about these sorts of things. We're not in the business of trying to talk about negativity for rugby league. But we'll do things consistently. We'll do it appropriately through the process of the Integrity Unit. We'll deal with it, and we're certainly not... Not shy sure of making hard decisions when they need to be made.
1: Teddy has the barber, a career that should be cool. Making up his own rules as long as channel Nine is gold. Must be made of Teflon. Got a brand new job instead. He's got as much integrity as the hair upon his head. Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit. Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit. He loves a cover up, cause he's a low life prick. Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit. Once a dog, always a dog. Once a dog, always a dog. A dog, always a dog. Once a dog, always a dog. Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit. Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit. He loves a cover up because he's a low life prick. Todd Greenberg is a low life.